Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And hello once again, we're the Bama Geeks. Hope you're doing extremely well. And I'm going to start this episode off with a not-so-fun fact for you guys. Okay. It's 2022. Yes. 1982 is as far away as 1942 was to 1982. Why do you want to do that? Because I wanted to start us off on a happy note. Oh, okay. So this is a good thing. If you find joy in being old, sure. Well, you know, it, it is what it is, right? It is. Sort of puts perspective like, you know, like the year I was born, people were my age now. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So guys, yeah. well. so guys, as you see, we've already started on the we're old thing right off the bat today. Hey, but at least nobody died this time that we're going to be talking about. So that's, that's a, that's a good thing. Very true. <laughs> Unless everybody hearing that little fact just died inside. Oh, that's Ooh. true. Ooh. Welcome to the Obituary Geeks, episode three. <laughs> anyway, on to happier times. I'm Brock. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Brock. I'm Jessica. How are you doing tonight? Who are you? <laughs> Hi, Jessica. It's Kevin. Hey, Kevin. What's <laughs> up, man? Hey, y'all. It's me, Bo. Hey, Bo. What's going on with you? Bo knows. Bo oh, always well. knows. Everybody's favorite line on Facebook, Bo knows. Uh, what I did. You got to remember what I yep. did. Bo knows, right. did. Bo knows is trademarked for, for Jackson, I guess, for, for the Bo Beer, and it's, he knows what he did. Is it Jackson or Diddley who's got it? Uh, I don't know. You don't know Diddley. <laughs> Gro- well, growing up with the name Bo is either Bo Diddley, Bo Cephas, or Bo Jackson, Bo knows. So, yeah. I call you Bo Cephas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bo Cephas, yes. <laughs> so, uh, how, how you guys doing? What's been up? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, we, you know how I'm doing, Brock. We we <laughs> occupy the same house together, so Shh. you know what's been up with me. Secrets. <laughs> hey, guys. Guys, they also kiss. <laughs> yeah, we do. A lot. <laughs> Whoa. And hug. Whoa. Let's draw Bama the Ge- line right there, lady. <laughs> Welcome to Bama Keep Geeks this after People hey. from church listen to this. But, <laughs> but we're married. I know. It's legal. We're married. Well, okay. There's, All okay. right. So anyway, how are you guys doing? Bo, Kevin, what's up? He was, he, he was joking about the after hours thing. Okay? Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I, I, had a, I had a bit of a, a, cl- a close call with COVID there, but turned out to be just 
whatever this stupid crud that's going around. Yay, no uh, COVID. Was down. Yeah, no COVID. So Woo-hoo. I'm still among the 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 very very few now that are are still on the dodgeball field and still dodging the uh the, the COVID ball yeah. as it is. So um you know yeah yay for me with all the vaccines and whatnot. But other than that, um you know just uh just keeping it going, man. Mm-hmm. Super busy at work and uh looking forward to Wednesdays, man. Looking forward to Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's the it's the Star Wars time. Yeah. And we'll definitely touch on that at the end of the episode. So get ready. If you haven't seen those episodes, you're one of two or three people in the world that hasn't. But we're going to touch on Boba Fett. So, Bo, what you been up to the last couple of weeks? Uh, Not much as always. You know, works being the joyful thing it is for all of us. So uh, (laughs) uh, beyond that, uh, mostly spending time with the family. Uh, Like I said, I I think I posted the front front porch. I checked out a new uh, local comic store and continue to embellish my current obsession with the X-Files, and I found a uh, thing of cards. It's from the Series 1 trading cards. From, I forgot who made them, but either way, I picked it up. I was like, hey, I hope it's something to add to the collection. I may have to open one or two and record some of them. Hey, let's Yeah, get, nice. It, yeah. It's an mm-hmm. Alabama-based business, a new one, so, yes. and they may not hear this and know that we're talking about them. Let's give them a plug. Who is it, and where are they? Uh, it's called Izzy's Comics and Collectibles, and they're kind of in the Tuscaloosa-Northport area. Okay. I think they've been open to, I want to say like this, I'm going, this is stuff from memory. I remember on the podcast, I want to say the owner is former military. So he's kind of, okay. Kinda, kinda, that was kind of like, uh, he had a lot of like stuff for that uh, kind of cool military geek. I meant to tell you about also, he had some uh, custom artwork by some, uh, some friend of his where he had the four Ninja Turtles and they were the four branches of military. Oh, okay. Which I think, and I want to oh. say, I want to say like, you were, you were Air Force, correct? Yeah, that's right. I think Donatello was the Air Force one, I believe. Raph was the Marines. Donning was uh, <laughs> Leo was the Army, and Mikey was Navy. So okay. it's kind of cool, you know. If you're like in, you're in the military background, that's kind of they had that. And he's he does, I think he does online orders. Look it up on Facebook. Like I give him free props. Say you know, hey. and it's called Izzy's. Izzy's I Z Z Y Posphias. Okay, but like they had all kinds of cool. He had he had most. He's mostly comics and collectibles, but they had some like the. I found those old X Files cards there. He had some oh, some older toys, not much, mm-hmm. but uh, well, like for older toys, he did have a he had a few Ninja Turtles that were like the swimming action ones, which I kind of eyeballed them. But I was like, eh, I don't, I want them, but I don't need them right now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, comics. A guy was in there while I was there and bought a lot of money on Pokemon cards. Like he had a lot of. So you know, if you're something, there's something you want to check it out. Definitely look them up. Okay. If you're in the area. That's one thing I'm glad I never got into. Pokemon was kind of after my time. Yeah. And so I didn't have to invest all that money. I, I spend too much money on other things. I, I do not need a card game like that. Well, we may still be in some with kind of the gamer guy. Like Pokemon kind of first started getting prevalent like around oh my junior year. So I had the first I had the first game read on my Game Boy. But beyond that, that was my like I was, you know, in late teenage years mm-hmm. going into my 20s so like i knew of pokemon but it didn't really like grab me that a lot of our folks that are you know 30 30 ish and younger mm-hmm. but on the but on the other hand bo you and i are around the same age it did grab me i was my, my first game was pokemon yellow which was you oh, know, nice. after red um so i was the that, that was the version where you had to choose pikachu to pikachu was your starter pokemon because it was yellow but um and that was more to tie in with the the, the cartoon that pretty much mm-hmm. made it popular for all kids yep um, and it did bite me pretty big. Um, so it was, uh, so I think it was kind of, um, 
our generation, it was kind of situational. It was just based on what you really yeah. like. Well, I, I mean, like I, said, I, li- I love the Game Boy game, and I actually like I, said, I spent so much time playing it when uh, the game came out for Nintendo 64, that Pokemon Stadium, where you could use your Game Boy, mm-hmm. you, the ones that you could fight to each other. So I thought that was that was incredible. Like, it was, like I, said, I wasn't like hardcore, had to have all the cards, but I enjoyed the initial game. Mm-hmm. And I think after yeah, that, I never did the card game. I think after that, after the initial like Game Boy game, like I kind of, you know, like I watched it from afar, but it's not something I've been like invested in. Though, my kiddo, he's he got the Pokemon bug, and we've got a few cards for him, so he's enjoyed it. So, I mean, I can I can relate to all the Gen One stuff, but after that, I'm like, eh, that's past my time. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. So get off my lawn. So your son is is collecting the cards. He's got some cards. He does. He's like hardcore into them, but he's got like he got some of for birthday and Christmas. Kind of. He likes the characters, but he isn't like playing the card game. He just likes collecting the cards themselves. Yeah. Are you checking the cards to make sure they're not valuable before he gets his hands on them? Some of them, but like I said, it's kind of it's uh it's we haven't looked too I haven't done too crazy into it. Okay. All right. So well, over at Izzy's, did, what other kind Sorry. of like collectible cards that they have? Uh, is most like I I asked him because like, I'm currently looking for the AEW you know the mm-hmm. the new the AEW cards he, mm-hmm. he since he did he had some older sports cards but nothing current mostly all the cards I know it was like I saw was Magic Pokemon mm-hmm. and I think maybe Yu Gi Oh but like I said I'm not that knowledgeable of all that but I mean I, the stuff I'm I'm somewhat aware of I remember seeing so it's not like box sets of like like I I I'm enjoying um. Uh, the Star Wars signature series box sets, like they come, you know, you go hunting for the autograph cards. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any, but I didn't really like look for them. Like I said, he had those vintage ones, like X Files, and I think like the popular ones, like we've seen other places where people people's been sharing like the Desert Storm trading cards that are apparently yeah I popping that. up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So they he, they had a few of them. So like I said, it was it was kind of a hodgepodge. Like I think they haven't been there long, maybe mm-hmm. a month or two. So okay. Yeah, we were over at Irondale Pickers last weekend. Uh, it's an antique mall, and that's a great place. Yeah. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's where we found an old record player and mm-hmm. and the uh, the Disney Parks uh, picture of Ariel that you had yeah. uh, alerted me to. That was uh, drawn by one of the in in park artists. But we were over there the other day, and all of a sudden we opened up this drawer, and there's all these packs of <laughs> Desert Storm trading cards, and it's like. Mm, Boy, they 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 profited off that war. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the joke was was there a storm in Norman autograph <laughs> yeah. card go, somewhere in there? <laughs> you gotta go looking for autograph cards. So, ah, no General Schwarzkopf. <laughs> no, hey, I remember. No I remember yeah, <laughs> I remember during uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? it was uh, Gulf? Was what was it first? It was Gulf Storm, but it was Gulf Shield. Again, what Desert Shield it started off? Mm-hmm. Desert, Desert Shield. Shield. That's what Desert it was. Shield. Yeah, and yeah. Then thank into you. Desert Storm. Yeah, so it was. I remember. I don't know if you remember this, Bo, but you know, we were in school with that. They were like really pushing us to bring in the um, what was it, the the Kool Aid with the yeah. sugar in it already. Then you would just send to the troops and like send it yep. off to the troops. And that was we man, Kool Aid must have really profited off that. Something fierce. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of neat. Like, so my sixth grade teacher, her husband served in in uh, Desert Storm, so it was kind of mm-hmm. cool around that time frame. Yeah. So he talked to us because I want to say the the war itself was like not long after, not before I got in sixth grade, I believe. Nineteen ninety one. That'd be about right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That whole time is is kind of the reason I went into the military, went into the Air Force, because I I won't say I got caught up in it, but I was it it drew my attention like. You know, maybe I can go into a branch, and then I took the ASVAB, 
and scored really high on it. And so all the recruiters started calling me. And of course, the Air Force recruiter really caught my eye because Air Force is known kind of as the country club of military branches. And um, my whole thing was GI Bill. I know mom couldn't afford to send me to college after high school. So I was like, ah, how am I going to get there? Well, let me give four years of my life to the military and, you know, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Glad I did it. I'm proud of the service, but it definitely paid for college. Mm-hmm. But on the other, on the flip side of that, that was also the summer I was in drum corps and I only caught bits and pieces of everything that was going on. I didn't really catch a lot of news because we were on buses traveling around the nation and performing shows. But anyway, the, if, if you want, card sets from that war they're out there they're plentiful yeah we saw them yeah <laughs> it might be just one of those random things like somebody found a case of them was like well we need to get these out in the wild for people to collect i hey. guess <laughs> yeah. they're an antique mall they're vintage yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because you know we i love to go and walk through these malls and see everything and half of the time that we spend there is more like gosh granny had that or my mom had yeah. i remember Seeing this, you know, growing up and it just brings back all that stuff that you saw at your grandmother's house or things that your mom might have had. And there was a sign that they had put up in the store <laughs> that says, if you didn't get it in the wheel, you can buy it here. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's- laughs> but, well, hey, hey, think think about it, though. Those cards, they are vintage. Mm-hmm. That's 30 years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm dragging us right back to it. I was gonna say we just we just keep on bringing up you know the age thing. The grays in my beard are tingling. <laughs> and mine are starting to fall out, just like the top of my head. <laughs> oh, I feel you there. I understand. Well, we've we've got two antique flea market malls that we like to go to: the Irondale Pickers, and then there's the the Bama Flea Mall. I think is what it is. It's out in Leeds, and uh, next to the new Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger. Not an Alabama thing, but another Texas thing that has found its way to Alabama. But, you know. I want to say Leeds. Is that the one that's like it's in an old Mm. uh, school? No, this was no, this was like a a building could have been like an old grocery store or something or. Yeah, there's one in Trustful I'm thinking about. I can't think of the name of it, but I went to it one time. It's like an old school and it was really weird. I was like, it's it's done (laughs) by the same company's Irondale Pickers. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's yeah. something. It's another Pickers store, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went up there one time. Yeah, I wish that there was more toy yeah. booths and more vintage mm-hmm. toy booths at these things, more so than you know the antique furnitures and decor. Which I mean, I enjoy looking at that. I I, I like looking at it, but I that's the one thing I gotta say that we're really hurting for in this area is the, yeah. the vintage toy stores and and things like that. There, uh, uh, granted, it's a it's a bit of a uh, a drive for you guys, but um, near my house, there's a antique store. I think it's called Chelsea Antiques. Mm-hmm. It's on two eighty. Yeah, um, that. that that's got some good toys there. And mm. actually, weirdly enough, there is an antique store um, in my home in my hometown now um, that I can uh, hook you guys up with. Um, that's that's also a really good one um, for for toys that I've seen mm-hmm. in the past. I don't do much like yeah uh, vintage toy collecting anymore. But it's it, uh, whenever I see it, it like a, it still, you know, picks the radar a little bit. So right. I, I kind of keep that in mind. Well, we need to. Come I know you guys were looking for that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. uh, I'll hook you up with it for sure. Yeah, we definitely like to go and look. Yeah, 
if the price is right, we we may buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the name of the game, man. Mm-hmm. And hey, and if the antique store has one of those candy dishes that's shaped like a glass chicken, that's even better. Ooh, <laughs> and, th- and this one also. I am intrigued. You know the one I'm talking about. You know the one I'm yes. talking about. We have so many and roosters th- and chickens in our kitchen. <laughs> and and these days, if you have a antique store, it's got to have at least one of the booths that sells all the different kinds of candles. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's a requirement. Yeah. yeah. There are the cra- you know the people that do the their you know crafts and set up a booth there, but. Yeah. And there are booths totally dedicated to face masks still. Complete. They're they're becoming. Are they becoming vintage? Yeah, uh, well, I hope so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hope so. Hopefully. So. <laughs> you see what we've just been going on and on about here <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. That's exactly what you can do. Chat about anything you want to in the Bama Geeks front porch. That's our online community. Just go to Facebook and search Bama Geeks Front Porch and talk to us about anything. Talk with our other members about anything. We've got a few members in there now, and we all have a good time. Mm-hmm. So we'd love for you to be a part of it. Just search Bama Geeks Front Porch on Facebook or go to Facebook.com slash Bama Geeks. And there is a link to it right there that you can see. And join the conversation everywhere else on social media. Is of course at Bama Geeks, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We had a good time talking about the uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife box set. Mm-hmm. Twitter, thanks to uh, some some friends over there with proton charging and the uh, Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrep podcast. Even though they're kind of on hiatus, they did share uh, a tweet that we had put out. Uh, about the the afterlife box set, the the 4K box set that that's shaped like a trap that's got Ghostbusters one and two, and afterlife and digital codes for answer the call and all that jazz and the special features. Because if you go to the special, if if you were able to find the box set, I don't know if they're going to make any more. It was an online exclusive, but if you go on to the special features and look at disc one, the reels documentary. About an hour and 22 minutes into it, you see me. There you are. There I am. Uh, So I am. Spoilers. Front row. Front row at the uh, Answer the Call trailer premiere out at Sony Studios back in 2016. Ben, Jeff Lewis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And behind us, you can see Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin from the Interdimensional Crossroad. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I had posted that on Twitter on the Bama Geeks account. It's like, hey. You want to see some of us and and some of our friends go to this timestamp and then they shared it and that tweet got a lot of traction. So go join us on Twitter at Bama Geeks. Interact with us. Have fun. But Bama Geeks Front Porch, that's where we are hiding and discussing things in between the episodes. Mm-hmm. Will there be a possibility of other episodes, you know, not every two weeks? Could be. Could be. You just have to wait and see. I told you we're gonna we're we're going to be growing this podcast and the community, and so uh, be on the forefront of it with us. Go to Bama Geeks Front Porch, and you'll you'll see things before other people see it. Join us on this journey. Just kick rocks down the dirt road with us, <laughs> skipping stones, and avoid all the dogs <laughs> that might be rabbit on the side of the road. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we get into the country now. Tell me where. So I tell, like that. 
it sounded like that was almost story time there. <laughs> Look, I, grew, like I had a story behind it. I grew up in rural South Alabama. I got stories. You're talking about stuff like roadside stuff. If you find a good uh, bold peanut stand and a and a produce stand, let me know. Pick up a watermelon and some bold peanuts. <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, that's yeah. what I, I was going to talk about the other day. Ah, there you go. We, we were Glad sit- I could spark that yeah. memory in you. We were sitting here pre-show, and I, I kept. I'm like, there's something I wanted to talk about, and I couldn't remember. Hot ones um, oh, yeah. from first we feed Sean Evans, who who does the the talk show Hot Ones. Ed Helms was on this most mm-hmm. recent one. Ed Helms is from Atlanta, the Atlanta area. His dad is from Alabama. Yeah. He revealed that on Hot Ones. I had no idea. I even tweeted at him from the Bama Geeks account. Hey, Ed, where's your dad from? We'd like just like to know. Of course, no reply. I mean, he's, you know, a million followers and a busy guy. Never hurts, though. No, but he was telling stories on Hot Ones about how his dad in Alabama would always get boiled peanuts and how mm-hmm. much he loved them. And I'm like, dude, come, you know, next time you're in Alabama, boiled peanuts are on us. Yeah. And pimento cheese sandwiches. You can have that. Yes. I love yeah. it. Oh, so, okay. Me and Kevin, just for the record there, me and Kevin are good on the pimento cheese. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. expect you to be Bo because, you know, that's probably too close to the whole, you know, Look, mayonnaise also, kind I, of thing. I'm still, I, there's many things I didn't like when I was younger. <laughs> I still try them as an adult and I still don't enjoy them. So, it's, you know, okay. it's not a, it's not a, yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, with me, it's pickles. Like, same. every, like, like once a year, uh, I make myself uh, try pickle and I'm like, why do you I'm do like, that to yourself? No, no. Well, the thing is, is there's this whole theory that, you know, our our taste buds change as we get older. And, it, and that, you know, scientists haven't quite figured out whether it's that our taste buds just change or it's just they start mm-hmm. dying. And it's just basically <laughs> the, the, they're, not, they're not quite as good as we were when we were kids. You know, so so I, I, I'm kind of in the camp of, of my taste buds are dying and it's like my taste buds aren't dead enough to like pickles yet. So okay, uh, so the pickles. Okay, so am I the only pickle person here? No, I'm, no, I'm very, 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 very. Okay, good. Perfect. Okay. Uh, what about olives? Uh, oh, it depends on if it's if it's the the black or green. Mm, green. I only like black olives. Okay. <laughs> Brock, mm. look, well, I, look. It, when I was when I was sick when I when I was down those two weeks. Of I mean, course, she had I, the COVID. When I was sending Brock to the store. He told me to come back. He's like, I didn't know where to find olives and pickles at the store. I was like, yeah, because that's just not something that you, there's not one of your go-to things. That's my thing. So I think that's the first time Brock ever bought olives Yeah, on yeah. his, like, <laughs> on a shopping trip. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say I was proud, but I found them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to ask somebody, but I found them. Yeah. <laughs> And then because they, because they were still sealed and, and, and locked in, I just I stood at the bedroom door and just rolled them in there to her. <laughs> rolled the bottle. Here, here you go, patient zero. <laughs> so, and then just to be clear, too, apparently I, I am the only one of us that has definitely tested positive for COVID. So I hold that record, right? Okay. You're, you're the only one that's tested. I don't, I couldn't, I refuse to leave the house. Once I started showing symptoms, I refuse to leave the house. To go get tested because I had called, I had called a clinic and said, Hey, I'm going home from work because I'm not feeling well. I'm feeling these. And I came home and I stayed home for two days. And it's like, I'd like to get a test before I leave work because where I work, there's a, a clinic right down the street that we, we can go to to get tested. They called me back three days later <laughs> at eight o'clock at night. 
And I went, I'm over the symptoms now. If you so, had it, we yeah, don't know. I don't, I don't know if I had, I had symptoms. I will say I had symptoms, mm-hmm. but only for about three days. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But we're all good now. And thanks to those of you that had reached out to me after, after the discovery of my positive COVID test that was revealed on the last episode. So appreciate those of you that reached out to me with well wishes and we're all doing fine. We are, we are back at it. All right. So what else can we round table? Well, we went to the, mm. we went to the world of wheels this last weekend. Yeah. We got to weekend. see Eric Estrada in person. Mm-hmm. The man looks good. He's still got it. It's crazy, man. I didn't go, but I've seen recent pictures of him. The man hasn't aged in the last 20 years at all. Yeah. Well, he does dye his hair. You can tell because he was in movies oh. a while back that he had gray hair, but now it's back to being mm. black or close to black. Dun, but he looks good. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Buy it black. Oh, look. Copyright strikes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to mind when you when you put it that way. I, I can. But There's some guy from the major distributors that's sitting there listening to this, and she's like, nah, I know what she's humming. <laughs> Strike! Get him! Get him! That was fun, though. That was the first time Brock had been uh, to the World of Wheels, and mm-hmm. it's oh, been, wow. it's, yeah, it's been a while since I've been, but, you know, I told Brock, I was like, this used to be a pretty regular thing mm-hmm. for, you know, mom and dad and all of us to come to every year in Birmingham, and, uh, that's the first time Brock had been, and we had David, so we just figured we would get out and enjoyed ourselves. We had we had a reunion with a couple of well, Brock had more of a reunion, yeah. with people that he hadn't seen in years. So it's kind of funny. It's like I take my husband to a show in Birmingham who's never he hasn't lived in Birmingham before, and he's seeing more people. He, he's having reunions and seeing more people than than me. So that's kind of odd. Well, if if you went and if you saw these, there was a silver 1972 AMC Javelin Alabama mm-hmm. State Trooper car. That is was restored, uh, rebuilt by my friend Vince, who in 2012, there was an article about him on AL.com. And he had rebuilt a or he had built a tribute car, a 1972 uh, Javelin State Trooper car. That's what my dad drove back in. Mm-hmm. 72 73 my dad adored that car when i found out that he had i found out there was this guy who had built a tribute almost spitting image identical to the one my dad drove i i got in contact with him and he's like yeah i actually know all about your dad i'd love to meet him and i'm like well hey how about father's day we come up to your house and let you meet him and you can show him the car he's like done deal so i had not seen vince since 2012 at his mm-hmm. house up in the birmingham area and I thought, I, I know he sold that tribute car, and I thought he had sold the one that was at the show this weekend, but he did not sell that one. He was about to, but then he wound, he wound up not doing it. So I saw that car and made a beeline straight for it, turned around, there's Vince, first time I've seen him in, in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So got to spend a lot of time with him and, yeah. and everything and catching him up on dad and yeah. And then ran into uh, Keishley, who was one of my old drum corps buddies that I marched with back in 91 and 92 in the Southwind Drumming People Corps. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in probably 25 years or more. Yeah. So oh, ran wow. into her just yeah. walking. We just passed right by <laughs> yeah. each other. And all of a sudden I hear, Brock! And I look, and it's Keishley. And I'm like, oh my gosh! So <laughs> reunions all around. It was great. I wish that the World of Wheels would kind of, they used to, I told Brock that they used to be really good about bringing in the wrestlers. Yeah, as that's the first time that uh, well, not the first time. The second time I actually met Mick Foley 
was was at the World of Wheels one year, and he had signed a he signed the picture that me and him took outside of an arena one time. Um, I told him that China was there one year, and me just trying to piece everything together in my mind. And I have you know married and moved a couple of times since then, and divorced and whatever. But I I want to say. And if I'm, my memory serves me correct, I took her book up there for me to have it signed. Now, where the book is, that is one thing I can't tell you. But it, I, I did think I had lost one of my wrestling albums only to find it in my dad's storage building. So who knows? It could still be packed away somewhere. And uh, <laughs> one year I met Larry Zbysko there. That'll take you back. The living legend. <laughs> the living legend, Larry Zbysko. So, um. But yeah, we we had a really good time. It was good to get out and do that. It's it's one of, it's a it's a pretty big event that happens here in Birmingham every year and those of us that live in the area know all about it and it would be really nice. I really wish that we had a I wish we had a really good ecto. Yeah. And to set up a yeah. there to set up a a, a place there for us cuz uh, I mean they have all the different people, you know, with the show cars and then the yeah, uh, the people who do costumes and things with you know, kids and stuff come there. And if we had a really good ecto, that would be a great spot to set up a, a little display and have the have us out there as the Alabama Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. It'll be the next generation of ALGP members. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the Phoebe's and the podcast of of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that that are coming <laughs> along. <laughs> We're passing the torch. <laughs> I think I went last time I went was like seven or eight years ago, and it was of course like but of course wrestlers. I think the wrestlers there mm-hmm. I saw was Kevin Nash, Booker T, and Matt Hardy. Yeah, so, nice. Wow. So that that was that was a good trio. Oh yeah. It, it was fun. Uh, that was the last time I went. I want to say that was like said, seven. I know it was before my son was born, so it's at least seven years, mm-hmm. six or seven years more. It's ago, so yeah. But yeah, like, so I always like going and like there. I, I went like when I was teenager up until you know twenties or something. There'd always be the same ones. Was mm-hmm. uh, I haven't been? If y'all did remember, there always used to be this truck that had its bed converted to a pool table, and that was like one of the staples. I always remembered it. Was that one there? <laughs> did I didn't. See I didn't see that. Okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs> but we did see a guy with an old Bentley who was dressed like in the in the like the little trilby hat uh-huh. and the uh. scarf and everything. And it, you, every time we walked past him, he we just walk, we'd look at him and just go pip pip chitio. <laughs> Pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? What's of course. Oh no, they had they had some mm-hmm. really neat things there. I, yeah. I was really impressed with it. It's, it was, yeah, it was a, it's a cool show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's just another thing, you know. We all have our our hobbies and our things that we love to do, and this this is just another form of people who are very talented at you know rebuilding cars and customizing cars. And I just love to look at what they put together and how they restore these old cars and make them look just absolutely fabulous. It's really really interesting to think about all that area. Like it's cool. Like this this weekend you had these gearheads, and then next weekend you're going to have a, a what, huge anime. What convention. did I say? <laughs> I said that to Bruce. <laughs> I said, "Well, the gearheads move out, and the the weeaboos move in next <laughs> next weekend." <laughs> Which, if you're part of our audience who enjoy anime, we are not making fun of you. No, it's just interesting. No, 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 no. Contrast of things go. I, that's Sorry. I'm the same way you're thinking. No, I know you didn't mean that as derogatory. I'm just being. Trying to get for laughs, but yeah, yeah, hey, it's a very, I guess it's such a weird contrast. Like, I would never thought that maybe, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but then, you know, now Mm -hmm. that's, you know, 
especially for Alabama, especially Birmingham, that's really wild. Yeah. Like I said, you go from gearheads to the anime and within a span of six, six seven days. Yeah, just, yeah. And I can't talk. Two different fandoms, you know, each weekend yeah. there. So, <laughs> but hey, that's, that's, that's just what we love about Birmingham. There's so many awesome exactly. things. Yeah. Which, I mean, we saw the news a few days ago wow. that I, I don't know exactly where the, the Powell Mill place is going to be, the Powell Steam Plant. But doggone it, if Birmingham isn't about to land an Alamo draft house. I know. Never, ever would have ever imagined that would have been possible. That is so awesome. But it's going to be in the Powell steam plant. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to. Oh, that place was constructed in 1895. And they're about to turn that into a a big entertainment area. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that whole area up there, they're kind of. Uh, revitalizing it with like railroad park and whatnot. Yeah. And that's, and the Alamo draft house is actually going to be the anchor store there. The anchor yeah. attraction. According to this is like just right across the street from uh railroad park. Mm-hmm. Like, a, yeah. I, if I you've ever been to railroad park, you've probably seen it. You just didn't realize what you were looking at. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it, it it's not something that's just, yeah, stands out to be really be noticed at this point. Well, I mean, place. it, it right. was a power plant. Right. It's not, it wasn't supposed to attract attention. It was, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you look at it and you're like, am I looking at Sloss Furnace? Yeah. No, I'm not looking at Sloss Furnace. I'm looking at, you, you see the two smokestacks sticking up. That's, that's the, mm-hmm. the steam plant. Yeah. It's the opposite end from where Regents Field and mm-hmm. Good People Brewing is. That's where the power, it's on the other end of the railroad park. Yeah, that area continues just the growth up around it, kind of like how we talked about in the last episode. When I saw that article come out about Alamo Draft House, I sent it to all of yeah. y'all. I was like, guys, check this out. Yeah. Is this not amazing? It's going to be some great food there. Mm-hmm. And don't even think about pulling out your cell phone. No, they not, have not a, even, that's awesome. They hey, have a not just food, policy. alcohol. Yeah, for those who like to enjoy head, adult beverages. Yeah, tilt your head back a little bit. I, even though I'm not a Birmingham resident, I still like follow some of the the Birmingham groups on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one, there was like one of the big discussions. A lot of people were very leery of like, oh, th- how is this going to affect the sidewalk, sidewalk film festival? Which I think some people are like, oh, I think it's a lot of people. The sidewalk's going to have its people that like sidewalk, mm-hmm. and the people who like the regular traditional movies are going to like it. They're going to be able to coexist. I don't yeah. think one's going to hurt the other. That's yeah. what I think a lot of people don't understand. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Alamo Draft House they offer like curated the artsy stuff as well so it's mm-hmm. not yeah. like it's just like mm-hmm. we're going to have all screening showing the batman and that's <laughs> yeah. it you know it's it's it, they do everything a little bit there so it's so it's, it's it's a little bit beyond what you would get at amc a little more curated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the same time they still also do the you know the big ones yeah the, the, the big movies so yeah but that strict no texting policy is going to be nice so is it like seen- you can't once you get into the theater area, you can't have your phone out. You don't. Yeah. During, during the movies, don't bring your phone out. Oh, well. of course. When I used to live just above Austin, Texas, there was an Alamo draft house there. I, I never went to it, I, but I always heard people talking about it. So my personal experience with it is, is not there, but everything I've seen and heard it, it this is a fantastic mm-hmm. addition. And I think this is their first one in the deep South. Yeah. That's wild. They got that Birmingham got a part saw before like Atlanta or something. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's one in Atlanta, is there? That, I'm telling you guys, we are we are up and coming over here. Oh, they've already got it listed on their website. <laughs> so I mean, choose your local Alamo. Birmingham's already listed. Mm-hmm. Oh, there I you go. See one for Atlanta. Huh? That's awesome. I mean, we're we got Bucky's 
and Alabama before any other state did outside of Texas. Just saying, yeah. Wait, not only Bucky's, but we're going to get Bucky's with Tesla superchargers. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) I've got to have my one Tesla plug per episode, guys. It's like a requirement. It's fine. We love Tesla. But if if I have to say I've I've been just a little disappointed in Bucky's, I need Uh-oh. to I need to get this Uh-oh. out. Uh, this is not a Walmart level complaint. No 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 by no by no by means. no stretch. No 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 no. One of the things that we enjoyed most at Bucky's was our soda area with the flavors that you could add into oh. your drinks. They've unfortunately removed the cherry, vanilla, and lime. They've moved the add the flavors to the drinks. I'm a little, a little heartbroken about that. Uh, apparently, one of the vanilla, or was it one of the cherry? I think they said the cherry was yeah, acting the, weird. Yeah, was was spraying people whenever they would activate it. So they just got tired of trying to fix it. So they took them all out. I'm like, really? Why? Why did vanilla have to well, suffer? Why? Why did any of the other machines have to suffer? Just remove that one. But now I can't we believe all they, did, they didn't just blame COVID for it. Well, you know. Bucky's from Texas. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Texas and Florida is like what COVID. And I've noticed that now I don't get these often, but they're ICs. They've been out of ICs for almost like two months now. Now, that is a COVID related issue. And uh, yeah. And then for some reason, I, I don't know why. And I guess I should ask and just to find out. But I love the club sandwich and I order it from the kiosk. And they have not had the option to order the club sandwich from the kiosk. But they did have the chicken sandwich out by mm-hmm. where they put out the brisket sandwiches. And so one of her friends had had said, you have to get the chicken sandwich. And so I did when they finally had it. Yeah. If you have eaten a Popeye's chicken sandwich, you've eaten a Bucky's chicken sandwich. Okay. It tastes exactly the same. I know we've had the chicken sandwich discussion here right, in the past, now. too. So We're sorry, right. Zaxby's. <laughs> All right, so you're telling me you're telling me that the Bucky's chicken sandwich is a contender mm-hmm. to stand up there with Chick Fil A and Popeyes. Yes, I'm I'm a chicken sandwich connoisseur here. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm the one who started that that discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go and try it now. It reminds me a lot of Popeyes. Yeah, which is good. Same kind of seasoning and stuff. It's got kind of a. Uh, I don't know if it's a, sorry, Bo, a mayonnaise-based sauce, but it's sort of like a Zaxby's sauce on it, a little bit, but not as, mm-hmm. not as Zaxby's. Sounds like there's a trip to Bucky's in my future. Yeah. Well, there should always be that. Yeah. It's never <laughs> a good time not to go to Bucky's. It's cheapest gas oh. in the area. <laughs> well, Kevin, you know, Kevin is well, outdoor. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry, Brother Tesla. I didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I've got my one plug in for the episode. I'm happy. I'm good to go. the There's a second one. <laughs> well, no, they're going to have superchargers. They're going to have superchargers eventually. They've got it out, man. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they've, they've got the permit going. So they're, they're getting ready. But it is true. They do have the cheaper gas for yeah. our commute and stuff. It's a. It's a definitely where we stop and get gas when we're making our little run there for for kid transportation. Mm-hmm. So, as, Ke- as Ke- Kevin laughs in electric. <laughs> I definitely need to stop. I'm we haven't had beaver nuggets in a few months Ooh, and yeah. Jones and beaver nuggets. <laughs> hey, that look. just sounds so wrong. Look at the ones with the chocolate on it though. 
Mm. I saw those. I'm very interested. They're, by so very, They're very, very good. So good. Yeah. They're so good. I just want the regular beaver nuggets. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I'm going to put them in a bowl of cereal with a, bowl, a cereal bowl with some milk because basically they look like corn pops on steroids. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. <laughs> well, they've also got the ones in the bags. Um, they kind of look like chip bags with different mm-hmm. flavors. The white cheddar uh, jalapeno beaver nuggets. Those are really good. Really good. Yeah. And they got a kick to it, too. You start eating... You about that third or fourth one, it starts oh, yeah, that, that heat starts building up in your mouth. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Enough to burn. And speaking of heat, too, we're we're trying the uh if we're gonna just continue this food discussion just for a little while longer. <laughs> <laughs> Brock texted me uh, a couple of days ago and was like, Hey, uh so this is at Walmart. So Hot Ones has now put out their own brand of chicken bites or whatever you may call them. I mean they're Boneless chicken nuggets, boneless I. E. chicken nuggets. Yeah, same thing. So, but uh, he's like, "Yeah, I might want to go try to check this out." So, yeah, we we ended up buying a bag of that and actually had that for lunch today. wasn't bad, and it comes with some uh, sauce packets too. Yeah. If you've never had a chance to ever try any of the the hot ones uh, sauces, the bottles, or have any of those sent to your home, like mm-hmm. how we have the firehouse sub, like we like to refer <laughs> to it on our on our countertop of. A plethora of hot sauces. Yeah, go check that out, by the way. Yeah, it comes with Los Calientes, uh, classic. classic, and then the Last Dab Apollo. Mm-hmm. So we've got all those sitting on our counter, so we didn't have to crack open the packets. But <laughs> uh, the, the the nuggets, the, the boneless wings, are, <laughs> are more of a ball shape than mm-hmm. your typical chicken nugget. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're, they're pretty good size. Bites. I, I was just I was just surprised our Walmart already had it in stock. Yeah, I'd bet the because say, yeah. you know you you can go get your hot ones nuggets, but you can't get your NECA Ninja Turtles. Or uh, no parent. Me, oh. Hold on. Oh, let me well. tell you something. We're gonna we're gonna bring you on something <laughs> on this. I got to give her a very special shout out. About a week or so ago, Jamie Knowles messaged me, and she found the NECA Raph and Leo. What? Yes. Wait so a minute. Wait made, a minute. Wait Not a minute. Ra- I mean, uh, Raph and Mikey, excuse me. I'm missing it. So, yeah. First day she mentioned me, I was like, ah, I got too much adult stuff going on this week. If uh, I'll check back with you. Well, then, like, she went back. Uh, I think she went. That's the next trip you go, let me know. Uh-huh. Well, so now, as of recording this, it's supposed to be delivered tomorrow. <gasps> so I have Raph and Mikey coming to me. So between her and Austin Young, I have now had the neck of turtles. What? Whoa! Oh, my gosh. Whoa! Whoa, this is big news this for this podcast. Oh my goodness. We started. This is 23 episodes in, and we finally got them for you. I was going to say, yep. didn't we start this podcast yes. in some way, shape, or form talking about you obtaining these turtles and yes. it's happening? Oh I'm my gl- goodness. I'm glad, I'm glad I saved that to tell y'all now while we're recording. Yes. yes. Oh, thank, yes. thank you. I needed that. That is awesome. Bo yeah, got Austin- his turtles. Yeah, Austin, Austin, who, uh, actually, I don't know if he wants me to give his location, but he is in the Oklahoma area. He found, <laughs> he, fa- he found me, Leo and Donnie. Uh huh. And yeah. he sent them to me about, about two weeks ago. And then, like I said, the, uh, towards the last week, Jamie contacted me and, uh, she got me. So I have Raph and Mikey. Oh, and then, Austin and, then, and Jamie, thank you. I'm thanking you from yes. behalf of Bo, too. This is fantastic. And don't worry. We have, and they, they have a good, good connection. And then, of course, our, our friend in the Alabama Ghostbuster, Shane, he mm-hmm. had a friend of his message him and found Phoebe and Egon in, up in Tennessee. So yeah. I, the next time I see Shane, I'll be having Phoebe and Egon to add to the Plasma series. So That's so awesome. Oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and one of, in, in, our, uh, in our private Alabama Ghostbusters group, uh, or 
our public yeah, slash private group. That, yeah. yeah, we've we had a we added the new guy from the Leeds Trustville area and he found he found that set in mm-hmm. Trustville. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, someone also found it in Hoover the other day. Yeah, sure did. Sure yep. did. So like there are turning up now. So if you're still on the hunt in our local area, there is a possibility. Come on, McCullough. Yes. And but what I was going to say though, but prior Sorry, to your wonder, no, 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 no. That was good news. That, <laughs> that was fantastic that's news. That's Bama worth geeks an, breaking news. <laughs> that is worth an interruption. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, but before I lose that train of thought, what I was going to say is, is we haven't been able to find any little Debbie ice cream in our Walmart. Oh yeah, and there is Nutty Bar ice cream that mm. Brock Parker is just desperately wanting to try. And I can't find, can't find little Debbie ice cream. So I don't know if you're in the Birmingham area and you're listening to this podcast. If you know where I can find some little Debbie ice cream, please let me know. Cause I can't yep. find uh, Walmart, Walmart. They don't have it right now, or at least they don't have it right now. So, <sighs> and I've even looked at Publix. So Ugh. I don't. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Your reaction. That's okay. She's just, she's just triangulating our area. That's fine. <laughs> so if you know of where I can find some little Debbie ice cream in the Birmingham in the Birmingham area, please let me know. I, I, I said the nutty bar is on my wish list, but the, the oatmeal cream pie is my other one I want to mm. try. All of them I want to try, but the, the the nutty bar and the oatmeal cream pie are the two must I've got to. If I don't try any of the others, those two are the ones I want. Yeah, this is a got to. I mean, this is the southerner in me. If I don't get to try some little Debbie ice cream, I'll feel like I've let us down. Yeah, I will too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, okay. have some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have a. Second degree black belt beating after we get off the podcast for me saying that she's going to whoop me. <laughs> Do you know that I just sit here and I just talk to y'all because it's more it's comfortable. And I'm so sorry that Brock has this fear that somebody's going to show up at our front door <laughs> because I've tried <laughs> our area. Well, see, we, you wanted to come to the front porch on online, but not, not, yeah, not but, yet. Not in real life. I would, the house. Well, you're going to be disappointed because we don't. Really, we don't have that big of a porch, so. Oh, no, I've just narrowed our location <laughs> down even more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just look for their house without a rocking chair. <laughs> just w- one of these days, Jessica's just going to turn into John Wick. When, you know, <laughs> animal gets killed and they'll be like, all right, honey, I'll see you when, when you've avenged everyone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and what's sad is I'll be editing out the reference. And so none of this will make any sense. Womp Actually, you know, I'll just I'll just bleep it out, and they can hear us talking about. You do whatever you feel like you need to do yeah. to keep us safe. Hey man, just say radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is good. I think this is a great. I think this is going really good. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Well, that is fantastic. So we can't find ice cream, but Bo has thankfully landed. The the y'all two turtle so sets. I could run, huh? Y'all, y'all walked so I could run. We drove a lot so you could run. <laughs> yeah. Man, that that search yeah. for you was yeah. Yeah, we eventually That's had to awesome. give up. Oh no! Like I said, yeah. I gave up after the first initial six months, and then I was like, I know we're not going to get it. So now that I have 
the nineties movie. Now we wait for the disappointment of not being able to find the sets for Turtles and Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, yeah. y- you know, with it, it, good on NECA for re-releasing or continuously releasing these things and getting them back onto the public. Because I thought for sure these things were like most things lately, a one yeah. and done where you mm-hmm. can't find them. But it's like Hasbro sneakily put in, you know, the the Baroness and Coil motorcycle figures out into target a year or two ago and you 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 had one or two chances to get them and then they were gone and then they made good and released more and so instead of scrounging for one trying to find one i now have three (laughs) but that's because two were in damaged boxes and i'm I'm gonna probably sell one but i need to i need to determine which one i'm gonna open and which one i'm gonna keep on display the G.I. Joe classified series ones. Mm-hmm. Something that, that we did not discuss in our pre-show that I wanted to, uh, to bring up to you guys. I don't know if you know this or not, but Spider-Man No Way Home is about to pass Avatar in the domestic box office take. Nice. Wow. Wow. Which is, I mean, insane. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a video going around where there's a reporter who actually brings this up to Tom Holland, and he looks absolutely stunned. That because yeah. you know with him being you know British as it is you know I'm sure he doesn't keep up with that and he was like wait what <laughs> See, he's probably just done because he wasn't the one that leaked it yeah probably yeah oh yeah because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now and it looks like um, it is like incredibly close within like 12 million so oh, it's crazy Avatar so Endgame didn't beat didn't beat oh, Avatar? Endgame, yeah, Endgame beat Avatar for sure. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying that, that that right now Spider-Man No Way Home is number four. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And this will put it at number three. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Anything to drive I mean, Avatar for, down. I mean, if, Force Away. Come it's on, okay. man. Avatar wasn't that bad. Um, I can't but, stand that movie. It was. Hey, but hey, guess what? James Cameron's got us two more coming, baby. Guess, and guess who will not get any of my money for them? <laughs> that guy. Yeah. He just wants the fun going back down to the, the bottom of the, the, the Mariana's Trench. He can stay yeah. there if he wants. Jeez. Well, I mm. I heard a bit of a... <laughs> I don't like James Cameron. I'm sorry. No, hey, not. they need to let him do uh, let him take over the, uh, the the Prometheus series and make Alien a lot better again. Yeah? <laughs> I didn't see That's Prometheus. what they need to do. Get, get, I, I've, I've tried three times to watch those movies and I can't. <laughs> um, I Speaking of Spider-Man... Uh, that I'd heard too that uh, actually saw something today that when it releases finally on a streaming platform, it's not going to be Disney Plus or Netflix. Yeah. That it's uh, going to be through stars. Yeah, it's when weird. It, when it's because, I mean, it's Sony, right? Yeah. Uh, well, well, and it was the deal that Sony had had. Um, and because No Way Home was uh, 2021, it just, it barely, it got out of that time frame that was set up for the, for the Sony and uh, Netflix. Yeah. You know what they See, should I was do. looking forward to releasing on Crackle. Come on. See, I was just about to say that. I was that was the next words out of my mouth was they should just just blow everybody away, release it for free on Crackle. Uh, yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> release it for free on Crackle with ads every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quote unquote free. <laughs> Bo, have you seen that yet? Nope. Oh my gosh. 
Look, God, I'm, man. I'm keeping up with book. I guess I told you I'm keeping up. I'm keeping up with book of Boba Fett. I and we're so proud of you too. Well, I would say I have not seen Spider Man Far From Home, but I, I did go to the theater. I did see another movie, a stunt movie, which I will not say by name because we're keeping the, the Johnny Knoxville and Steve O. It's the name yeah, of the movie. You can say it. Well, no, nah, I mean it's a. I'm still, you know, it's uh the, the stunt movie that's forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stunt movie forever. That's the subtitle. The stunt movie well, I mean, that is forever. Well, I, I mean, you know, I guess I'm still though. I'm still going to abide by. It's, li- it's literally that's the, like the, the that's like name the... for a donkey, man. Yeah, I know, but still though, that's, that's donkey it's, forever. I, I've got the rules of the podcast ingrained in my brain. Well, I'm we got not, a friend not... who would love that movie. Donkey forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> donkey forever. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a nice movie. I like that's that movie. A, forever's a nice time. That's a nice length of time. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't seen Spider Man Far From Home, but yes, I saw I saw Johnny Knoxville and the boys. How was which, it? I it was okay. I'll have some couple things I'll talk to you about it off stream because, like I said, I know it's stuff you would be like, eh, I don't really care about. I mean, it was, it was, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I definitely enjoyed the mm-hmm. third movie. The third movie really should have been the last one, in yeah. my opinion. But I know they did this one. This was the 20th anniversary of the original, original movie, not series, the original movie. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was, it was cool. It was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it is, but I still, like I said, I like the other one. And I'll also, you definitely tell they tried to get one or two new people in. So in case if, hey, we might go a little bit, they might do a little bit farther, but if not, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. Like it was cool in the early two thousand, late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands, before you had like everybody and their mom with their camera where they could record them doing stupid stuff. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's it's product of its time, but it's still funny. I mean, if you want to watch some people physically harm themselves in ways you never want to do, go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> I'm just thinking, stunt movie forever. Was that the box that they shipped it into the theaters? Is that the little yeah. is that the name of it? That because, was that was the, that was the production name. Like oh, Afterlife was Rust City. Yeah, <laughs> stunt movie forever. Stunt movie always. <laughs> <laughs> the Wish dot com version. <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's the one with Johnny Beijing in it, right? <laughs> Johnny Townsend instead of Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, I guess. Sha- Johnny Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Now with more Bollywood. <laughs> Sorry. That's again. That's I'm doing my job around here is de- derailing the trail around here. Uh, <laughs> oh. This has been fun. So going back to toys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steer us back well, in the talking, right we direction. We talked about Spider Man and then going from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, uh, you know, like I said, with NECA doing a really good job of continuing to release their figures, you know, they haven't put a stop to them. Well, I tell you what, Super Seven really oh, yeah. came out of the woodworks <laughs> this past week and just knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they they knocked my ankle length socks and not my <laughs> my you know my tube socks. <laughs> I don't know what analogy I was going for there. Oh, well, you. I was hoping for the ultimate version of these figures, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like the bigger versions. Right. Okay. Instead, instead, we got the reaction versions, the the, the, the ankle link socks. Gotcha. That's where I was going with it. I see where you're going with that. I, Poor I see. analogy. Yeah. I apologize. No, I got it now. So, it's anyway. The socks with the garter belts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see. And that that brings me back to the Air Force days on the tangent, because 
when, when we had our blue dress shirts that we had to wear, they had these clips that we had to put on the bottom, on, on the tails of the shirts. And it would, it would stretch down to our socks. So it would keep our socks up and keep our shirts tucked in to keep in uniform standards. Wow. Okay. Back to. <laughs> back to toys. Back to toys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Super 7 announced who framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I lost my ever-loving mind because. He did. I mean, everybody knows what a. Well, if you know me, you know how much of a Roger Rabbit nut I am. Mm-hmm. But the teaser picture that they showed was <laughs> a, a barrel of dip and you could tell it was judge doom's hand holding the shoe that he puts into dip and i'm like uh-oh this is going to be good but the way the hand looked it got my fears going that it was going to be the reaction figures and sure enough it is mm-hmm. it's a line of the reaction figures and if you don't know the difference between super seven's ultimates and their reaction figures the reaction figures are kind of like the ones that have five points of articulation the head moves and then at the shoulder joints and the leg joints, mm-hmm. those figures move. And they're like little three and three quarter, like the old G.I. Joe figures. Yeah. They look good. Don't get me wrong. They look good. But at the same time, reaction figures are overpriced. They're $18 a piece, mm-hmm. which is an insane price for a figure that small. But their ultimate figures are usually about 40, 45 bucks, between 40 and 50 bucks. But you get interchangeable heads, accessories. They're much larger. They're a lot nicer figures. But my wallet is happy that the, the reaction figures, even though they're still the eighteen dollars, are not going to be fifty. Yeah. But we're getting Judge Doom, Roger, uh, Jessica, Smarty, Weasel, and the Stupid. We're getting those five figures. So I'll have those four figures and then a case of Jessicas. And he tells no <laughs> lie with that. I know. I will have multiple of one, multiple of the Jessica figures. I'm sorry. I, why are you, this, you don't have to apologize to me. I, I love to Jessica. Jessica. I love Jessica Rabbit. She's one of the best cartoon characters ever created. Yeah. And I'm, I'm married to a Jessica. Mm-hmm. And so it just all, it, <laughs> I was about to say you already have multiples of Jessica there. I mean, right. Oh, hmm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she's only got her own personality. She's not psycho. Oh, well, <laughs> she said that, not him. Said, um, <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody has their moments. Okay, yeah. you do not have moments, I, though. I don't know. You're completely level. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you, honey. <laughs> okay so uh <laughs> this has turned into a great podcast oh this one's uh, i'm really loving this by yeah. the way I Hello, <laughs> oh heavens so anyway is that that's because valentine's day is next week i, I understand what she's doing yeah oh. there oh there we go yeah because we won't be next time we record it'll be after valentine's day so mm-hmm. you know just get all the lovey-dovey in this episode right sure, <laughs> sure. have you bought any of those <laughs> Well, back on subject. What? <laughs> uh, have you ever bought any of those reaction figures? Or are they, are they reaction? Or I, retro? When they first came out, I got a couple of them in Loot Crate. Like, okay. I got like a, a Karate Kid figure, Daniel. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I got him and I got uh, a couple of the alien figures. Mm-hmm. But those came in Loot Crate when that was a hot big thing. And I was yeah. collecting those, mm-hmm. uh, subscribing to those. 
But now when you walk in and you see the reaction, yeah. video, they're 18 bucks. And I look at those things yeah. and there, there are a few that I wanted to get. There, there are quite a few, but the looks and the lack of articulation and the height that the scale of those figures, they're not worth $18. I'm sorry, Super 7, you're overpriced. Yeah, I've seen a few of the turtles they've done, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they're cool, but like they've never been must have. That's one of like I said, of them, if I buy any of these Roger Rabbit ones, it would be Doom and Roger. That would be mm-hmm. it. I, I got to have them all. And then multiple Jessicas. And, That's and just... I'm assuming, was it likeness issues with them not getting Eddie? Or I don't know, because if you look at the card art, they also did a cartoon version of Judge mm-hmm. Doom. They didn't put any, it doesn't really look like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably lightness issues. Very likely. Yeah. And well, if that's the that's, case, reduce the price. Well, maybe think <laughs> if they go for the lightness issue, maybe they'll do the fancy Super 7. That's maybe that will be holding Eddie up. If they're going to do it, go big. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have you- to I, I'm, I'm gonna have to get a second mortgage if they come out with an Ultimates line of Roger Rabbit figures. This is this is the truth. This is the God's honest what, truth. <laughs> what anniversary are we in on that movie now? Is it came out in 88? Years? 34, so maybe next year, 35th anniversary. Oh, wow. That movie yeah, right maybe here. next year. I've only got one Super 7 Ultimus figure, and that's April O'Neil tune. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the turtle ones. They look so cool, but I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't. I've got too much stuff as it is, but like also, like, they're, 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 they're pricey, but they're seeing yours up in personal and close. They're, they're well worth it, but. Well, and the thing is with Super 7, they take forever to get the figures out. Like, they released the first wave of Disney figures. They've got Sorcerer Mickey, Prince John, and Pinocchio in that first wave of Disney figures. They announced those things like two years ago. And I've, I've had them on pre-order for two years from Big Bag Toy Store. They yeah. are, I have no clue when they're shipping. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're taking a long time. With, I mean, they've already announced the second wave of figures from the Disney line. But we're still waiting on the first one from two years ago. If they ever do release the Ultimates of Roger Rabbit, I'll be retired by the time I get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there could be other factors in, you know, the, who knows, right? Yeah. I, even if it happens. Yeah. I, I'm finally excited for a reaction figures line. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this will be a must buy. Well, like the, the tunes, the style fits the tunes very well. Mm-hmm. See, they also released lately, I've, we've been seeing them in our local Target. The Star Trek The Next Generation reaction figures. Now I'm like, those don't look horrible, but I'm not paying 18, especially now that Playmates is coming out with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Playmates yeah, is, is re-releasing the um, the Next Generation line, mm-hmm. which I'm stupidly excited about. And yes, so, I have so them on the, pre-order. So they're remaking them and also making like new ones based on what Discovery mm-hmm. Yeah, That's kind of cool. Yeah, Captain Burnleman uh, and Saru are going to be the Discovery figures. Mm-hmm. They're releasing Khan from Wrath of Khan and Kirk and Spock and then Picard, Riker, and Data. And I swear, Data looks <laughs> just like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of jokes going on around about that one. The yeah. Data figure is the worst looking mm-hmm. figure out of all of them. And he is Zuckerberg straight up and down. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg already looks like Data, so they. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, that's why it's, everyone's seeing it. Yeah, you know, well, it's it's like you have that correlation. Well, it's like you know, Minecraft looks like Lego, then all of a sudden Lego starts making Minecraft mm-hmm. sets. Yeah, it's that same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> something something about Playmates, like their style for the the Trek figures, it fits so well. Dude, I I love that, the Trek figures. 
I, I've got almost the entire first run of all those figures, the bridge place. I've got all the play sets. The oh, ships. nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, my- I have a few of them loose, but like I have two new in box, which I bought them. Well, I bought I got Scotty from uh, the um, Relics episode just because that's mm. one of my favorite episodes. That's one of my favorite episodes of TNG. <laughs> oh, so, <golly. laughs> and then and then I bought it for he was going to be at a convention. I had mm. a, I had one of uh, of Wesley in his uh, Starfleet uniform that I was going to get Wheaton to sign, but unfortunately he canceled. So, but I still have it in new in box. I bought it from what's on second, like probably ten years ago. No, mm-hmm. oh, keep it around. I mean, he's I've met him at yeah. Dragon Con, so. But that's like the only two I have new in box. I still got. A, I have a few loose. I think I got a Picard. And he gave me another Riker. Yeah, the Riker figure looks good. Hmm. I guess before we get into Boba Fett, do you guys have anything else cooking in your in your noggins? Um, if unless you want to uh, kind of hint at uh, future podcast episodes, that's what I was about uh, to do. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, if nobody has anything else, and uh, we didn't know half the topics we were talking about tonight. And then here we are. Yeah, th- this was not. Uh, this was not on. Uh, all this stuff was not on the agenda. We had like two topics, two or three topics, <laughs> and we have just ventured off into every section of Alabama you can imagine, which is fine, totally fine. This is. This may be a front porch banter episode. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe because we have gone off the rails, which front, is lovely. Front porch banter two point yep. We've had we've had another similar kind of episode in our. Mm-hmm. In our records there, but these to me these always turn out to be you know, I mean I may be patting myself on the back, but I, I always think these turn out to be some of our best episodes. So I love. I mean this is what we do. This is what fine Southern people from Alabama do. We just sit around <laughs> and talk about whatever. Whatever. The only thing missing from the equation is the hotties. <laughs> <laughs> I would like we an order. Be sitting of, around at the hotties. I, like I was about to say yep. Not a Carl's Jr., it's a Hardee's. I'd like an order of biscuits and gravy, please, and those cinnamon ra- Oh, my gosh, those little cinnamon raisin biscuits they used to do. Oh, no, you give me my coffee, you give it black, and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about our wives and our politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're going to be more, even more, more Alabama-centric. It's not Hardee's. We're going to Jack's. Jack's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack's has kind of taken over mm-hmm. from, from Hardee's and that. Well, when, when we were growing up, it was Hardee's yes. and now it's Jack's. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hardee's well, Hardy's was better when it when it had the blue and orange paint screen. Yes. So. Thank you. That's not my Hardee's. <laughs> yeah. The Hardee's the, the Hardy's post Carl <laughs> Jr. The, the, the Hardee's post Carl Jr. acquisition has not been like I said. Mm. If, you, if you if you know, you know. If you're yes. already, yeah. you know. Yeah, you That's know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. Kevin's Kevin, screen is frozen. Kevin, and he's just he's in, he's in mid dying left. I wish you could see this. Right. I, 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 I just got a print screen of that. I, I just I just did a screenshot. Uh, the screenshot of you, Kevin, is, is priceless. <laughs> I think he, I think he's I think he's lagged out in general. Yeah, he's he sent us a note. He's having some internet issues. Kevin but is, if it, yeah, 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 we can hear you. We can hear you. Yes, but you're for, for a second. If, if so, if if Kevin cuts in and out, he'll he'll get back on. But uh, so for future episodes, we're, we're making the plans. We have hinted at and hinted at and hinted at video versions of this podcast. And by golly, I think we're finally about to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably for our big episode 25, uh, which should be awfully close to our one year anniversary, uh, we're going to potentially do 
a video version of the podcast on episode 25. So we're on episode 23 now. So one more audio only just to make sure we can get everything up and running. And hopefully by episode 25, we're going to do a video version. Now, what the plans for that video version is, we don't know yet, <laughs> but we're we're discussing how we're going to release this. But you do see how our podcast flows anyway, so you never know. Yeah, you have no idea. But we're talking about podcast growth. There may be a way to access the full video version. We don't know yet. We're still planning. We're making sure technical things are in place for this to happen. So mm-hmm. just stay tuned. But uh, as we head into March, the video version should start as we head into April. First episode in April, we got something special for you guys. Mm-hmm. We're called the Bama Geeks. We really like to tie in Alabama to a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Because we like to tie Alabama and pop culture things together, we got something really special for you coming up on that first episode in April. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a guest. You're hearing it here first. We're going to have a guest on our first episode in April. As long as schedules don't change and this person is available, they're from Alabama and it ties heavily into a favorite franchise for all of us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a probably a favorite franchise of yours. It's a big one. Yeah. And oh. it's deeply rooted in Alabama. This person is. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised probably to know this fact when it comes out. And and it's not James Spann. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been tornado free for a little while, so we're okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not James Spann, but it is a beloved film franchise. And it's a person with Alabama ties, born and raised, lives still in Alabama, but is deeply connected to this franchise. But we'll tell you about it in the future. Sure will. But look for that episode in uh, in the beginning of April. I think you guys will like it. All right. So let's jump over to another fan favorite franchise. And Jess is jumping up and down with, with happiness. I don't know if she's dancing because she hears the spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoiler. Or if she's jumping up and down. I know she's jumping up and down and dancing because of what happened. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, episode five and six. We're going to cover both of them. And let's just get the the elephant in the room out of the way. (laughs) These have been the best two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, and Boba Fett has been in it for about 30 seconds. Oh, my goodness. My heart is so happy. It's not Book of Boba Fett. It's Mandalorian season 2.1. Yeah. Pretty much. Actually, it was was Book of Boba Fett short story. And now Mandalorian season 2.1. <laughs> and the thing is, if, if you guys kind of follow along with it, I mean, by the time we got to the fourth episode, we, we were almost caught up with Boba Fett's story. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, they started and they kept doing flashbacks and people didn't really like that that much, but that was the way they decided to approach it. Mm-hmm. And now we were pretty much caught up. So it was like, I caught myself thinking, how are they going to fill out three more episodes? Oh, man. Then they go, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to do, hey, um, you guys are wondering what was going to happen with Grogu, but we're going to lead up to that, baby. Yeah. At the at the end of episode four, there's talk, you know, with Phoenix Shan talking about hiring muscle mm-hmm. for Boba yeah. Fett's gang. And, well, gee, when, when the music <laughs> when the music kicks <laughs> off and you hear the 
When you hear that, it's kind of like, okay, they're going to lead up to Mandalorian at some point. Episode five, it was just nothing but the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> with with Phoenix Shan making a, hi, I'm Phoenix Shan appearance, mm-hmm. you know. But guys, go ahead and discuss episode five. Oh let, let, let's oh. dive deep into that before we run off into part six. That was the draw in. It was just felt so nice to be back and drawn into that story again. I'm just I'm just over the moon here. Episode five was like, how do you do, fellow prequel <laughs> yes. fans? There's a lot of like, I guess there was a lot of uh, the episode one, two, three little tidbits. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, essentially the big, the big, the most blatant one is the Naboo Starfighter. Oh yeah, which, yes. And that, and and before anyone asks, it has already been translated. That was not Anakin's in one Starfighter, mm-hmm. and that's sad. But there is a reference. Did you see it where where he's where he's testing it out, where he's driving basically the the pod race um, course? Yeah, he's, yes. he's going boot to Eve. Yeah, yeah. He passes the Beggars Canyon. The, the, he passes by the fence that Anakin goes up and goes. And over. they never fixed it, so that, that yeah. goes to show you that was probably the last boot to Eve race they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either that, or they never just they never bothered to fix it after that. But like that was really neat. But like so I kept. My big thing was now, you know, since it was Mando has a rat rod now. <laughs> yes. And and the fact that when she, when he pulls back in after he figures out how to drive it or fly it, excuse me, and he pulls back in and she's like, how was it? And he goes, wizard. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that was the that was like the greatest line because I was I was watching. And I was like, oh, no, he did not just say that. And I had to back it up 10 seconds and then play it again. I was like. He said wizard. And then as soon as um, Pedro Pascal posted about it on Twitter, he posted and he just literally said wizard. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. We're not, are we not going to talk about Amy Sedaris's character? I yes. cannot think of her name. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about Pelly Meadow. Yes. She is, uh, I'm terrible with some of the side character names. But like, well, first of all, she's dropping that bit of knowledge that we find out that Jawas are furry. <laughs> I didn't know that beforehand. So. Yeah. I don't know if that's something we wanted to know, really, but okay. <laughs> well, <whether laughs> I don't want to know the, the biology of Charles. <laughs> whether you wanted to know it or not, you got it. And, you know, we're just learning all about characters that we just had no idea anything about. But we're getting all these little tidbits and backstories and histories of them. So. I mean, I absolutely love that, you know, the Mandalorian obviously was set on getting another Razor Crest. He wanted a Razor Crest yeah. because yeah. that's what he was used to. And then once she sold him on this thing and he was like, I, Jawas, I want you to go and get bolt on speed mods. And then she's like, <laughs> oh man, I saw, I totally sold him on this thing. <laughs> and then as they're finishing it, you see him, she pulls out uh, a, um, uh, what was it, a flashlight that mm-hmm. you could literally get it at, at Harbor, Harbor Freight. Freight. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they're using a, a, a buffer because, you know, like he obviously he can't have it predominantly yellow. I mean, it, it's got to be silver like mm-hmm. him, right? Yeah. So he's over there, you know, buffing all of the, the paint off all the old yellow paint off the thing Mm -hmm. and it's also a very earthy looking tool Mm -hmm. that you could very easily find so it's it's (laughs) i I choose to not say they're getting lazy they're just getting resourceful with this kind of thing yeah yeah it's just stuff that we've never it's the same as um when people were in an uproar when um you saw ray's staff um, uh force awakens they were like oh you're telling me they got phillips head screws in star wars and i'm like (laughs) yeah because it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not such a weird concept. I mean, you know. Yeah. 
But that that whole episode was just jaw droppingly mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Just and and then the whole scene of where uh, he gets quote unquote pulled over by the two engines. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was great. And, and and one of the things we were talking about in our pre-show was the actor who actually plays the younger X-wing pilot, and I am spacing on his name, but he is actually the stand-in that does Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any of the CG work, he's the actual actor, so he's he's responsible for the movements, the mannerisms, and all that really good stuff that we get to see in Episode Six when you know, we get to see a lot more of Luke. The, this this actor is you know, he's responsible for all of that. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, the, the, just the whole scene where he, she gets to hit the well, what does she call it the the trapezio button or whatever he gets to hit that and then the thing just launches off like a wind of hyperspace <laughs> and by the time they go to actually try to detect it it's no longer even on their scopes anymore it's like and you really X- want to go back X-wings and fill out paperwork yeah maybe, maybe think also in this episode the first time we see the first depiction of what are the rats uh oh they were trying to eat the droids what was it the womp, not womp rats, womp rats? No. yeah was that the first time they've ever been seen in star wars like i've always heard the name drop but never seen one I think so. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking of the crazy we've heard them. We've heard them referenced, but I don't think that there's ever. I mean, there have been in video games and things like that. But okay, but yeah, and and there was another droid that actually made it yeah. into this episode as well. Uh, BD one. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> which which the cool thing there is now that BD one is Kanan, that means that at some point they could go and we actually could get a series or get an appearance from Cal, Cal from Fallen Order from Fall. Yes, dude, I Which, love Fallen Order, and I I really wanted to 3D print a BD droid after that video game, and then when he showed up in that episode, I lost it. Oh, Brock was just like beside himself. Like she gets with Grogu. Yes. Yeah, I got with the BD droid. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica's probably like, what, 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 what? <laughs> well, she knew. I mean, even she would sit here and watch me play Fallen Order mm-hmm. from time to time. And I, I made reference when I was playing the game. I really want a BD droid. I mm-hmm. want a 3D print one and just have him standing around. Yeah. And you know that that wasn't BD one. That no. was a BD unit. But but up until now, BD units weren't technically screen canon. Yeah. But they are now. Yes, they are. So we so, need STLs, which wouldn't surprise me if you've already found one, Kevin. Um, I've already tried to print them, and my 3D printer is is throwing fits at printing no, parts of it. So I have, well, I'm. I, I just got to change out the printer bed at oh, this okay. point. Um, but yeah, I've already tried to print. I've got, of course, I've got files on it, man. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, I would love to grab one from you and paint it up. We'll see. We will see. Mm, I need a BD. Everybody uh, wants an R2. I want a BD. So so what else in episode five? What else happened that was really super awesome? Uh, I mean, I was just blown away by the by the, you know, the Starfighter. That was the big deal. Well, you know, you had the way the, I mean, the, the, the beginning. I mean, how the episode itself started out was pretty dang. That was cool. good. That was oh, that. Yeah. That was that action. That oh yeah, kind of been. I feel like I've been lacking a little bit, mm-hmm. and just that, just that pull that brings you in to the story. Just, just the way. And then we we get to see Paz Vizsla again, who yes. is yep. you know the uh, who is an ancestor of Tar Vizsla, who was the one who actually crafted the dark saber. And the concept of the the dark saber actually having a weight, and you actually have to be have to be in tune with it for you to actually be able to use it like a lightsaber. Yeah, I thought that that's, was neat. That, that's something new. That's something absolutely new that that a lightsaber has weight. I mean, you always assume that lightsabers they're just basically just handles that you swing around. 
a, a blade of light and it doesn't weigh anything. Mm-hmm. But the dark saber is they're just showing it to be something incredibly different than anything that, that has ever been done with lightsabers before. And that's how Mando cut his leg, right? Yeah. Yes. Maybe they're showing it just kind of, you know, to keep the, like the Jedi have their, you know, their sabers. And then all of a sudden, if somebody else tried to make it, if you're, you know, not Jedi or whatever, maybe that's kind of, you know. But, but that's the thing though, is Tar Vizsla was a Jedi. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm no, not, no, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. It's apologies. just, he, he had to, he had to, um, you know, he had to, to make his own thing because he's a Mandalorian. Mandalorians ah, can't just have a regular lightsaber, like a, a Jedi punk, you know, they, they've got to have their own thing. Also, they may think another Easter egg I noticed. They had the uh, the uh, oh, as he was trying to board the uh, the star the starship. They had the uh, the droid from Star Tours. Yes, yep. yep. That was yep. the other. That was the other Easter sure egg. Did. I remember. Sorry, I was think, I'm going back thinking about it. So yeah, yeah and yeah. I was it, I was telling my it, son it, that it, the other night, it, and absolutely just arguing with a droid. Yeah, like, dude, I'm just doing my job, <laughs> and he's like, "Weapons they're, are my religion. They're my yeah. religion." <laughs> <laughs> and the and the beginning of that episode, when we we get to hear him do his quote, "I can bring you in warm, or I, I can bring, bring you, you in cold,", cold. Yeah. and it's just like, oh yeah, boy, <laughs> it, it it was almost like just it, as soon as you see him walk through the um, the freezer area, and yeah, because you, you know what's about to happen, oh, you know, it's like, yeah, oh my god, it's going to be Mandalorian, but it just felt like a warm blanket, putting a warm blanket mm-hmm. on again. It was like, oh, they, it I love Boba Fett. I mean, obviously, Boba Fett's my my man. But God, this just made me realize how much I miss. I miss the Mandalorian episodes. Speaking of warm and fuzzy, I actually stepped away. So you guys may have mentioned this, but we learned that Jawas are fuzzy. Oh, we did. did. We we talked about Jawas. We did. You you don't have to be lonely at (laughs) JawasOnly.com. Boss Osley folks just don't get it. (laughs) Dang, (laughs) man. Bo, you're supposed to save the commercial stuff for commercials. Oh, Oh, there you go. Brock is dead now. (laughs) You killed Brock. Uh, now, anytime I hear that, but Pelly oh. has to be the one. She has to be the endorser. She has to oh. do the commercials yes. for these. That's, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's it. I'm done. I'm so glad. You, I'm, I'm so done. glad you waited to pull that out yeah. until Brock got back. That was great. Thank that's, you. Well, if anything, because Brock had to go to the restroom. So I mean, yeah, I probably, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I would have been running right now. If that would have been the case. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, oh. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Did you just, Bo, did you just rip that one out? Like, like you hadn't been thinking of that? I've, I've thought about it. I, I thought about it. Like, uh, you know, it's a, oh, I've, my God. I've, that was like, <laughs> good God, man. That was epic. Ooh. Oh, oh I'm I'll have now. great. I have great commentary for all the Jawas from these with these last two episodes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Whew. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we're, it's all downhill now, guys. Let's, just, let's go ahead and talk about episode <laughs> six. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Just, just like, leave it, leave it to Bo. He's never disappointed us in the past. Uh, I know. So here we go. All right. So we're, we're going to talk about episode six now, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest things 
that has ever happened to Star Wars. Hands down. Period. Oh, man. I mean, it's up there with Rogue One for me, so far as, like, yeah. the best things, if not better. I mean, the way that this episode was set up, Gosh. Um, the oh. characters, my God, the amount of mm. characters we got in this. Yes. I mean, the whole thing. Well, uh, go ahead. I would say you, you got essentially everything. You've got everything from prequels, mm -hmm. the original trilogy, and now... I mean, they're like Clone uh, Wars, it, 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 Clone Wars. I mean, everything except for, you know, the 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 sequels. I mean, you've got an entry and it's somebody who's been mm -hmm. invested in the franchise at least once somehow in the last 40 something years. So, and, and I mean, on top of that, we get Timothy Oliphant back. Oh, um, man. Timothy Oliphant, man, I ha I've had such a guy crush on him. <laughs> that is a pretty so man. My God. I, I will agree with you there, Jessica. Thank he is you. a very I, handsome guy. Okay, I, I, yeah. I'm envious. I'm envious of his hair. Like that is like I, <laughs> my hair looks like when I, when my hair turns gray. I hope I can do that if I have any left. Yeah. We sound like the everybody guy. at Dunder Mifflin when he was on The Office yes. and everybody was yeah. fangirling in The Office about him. <laughs> yes. So you know we we have this scene at the very beginning where we get to see oh. his character actually gun down a whole bunch of Pike members who mm -hmm. are out there doing a drug deal mm -hmm. in, in the middle of the Moss Pelgrim territory. <laughs> yep. And the whole, and then we find out later in the episode, skipping to the end, mm -hmm. later in the episode, that the entire reason they did that in the first place was number one, to show that he was an uncorruptible character, mm -hmm. but number two, to also show there's someone faster who is pretty much the fastest hand in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Cad Bane. Oh my goodness! And Boy, that, that he has reveal. been rumored. I have a good friend of mine who is. Uh, she's unfortunately moved on to another job, but she. I used to labor her my work wife um, when uh, she worked at the uh, uh, the same company as me. We we keep in touch, and she's like, "You think we're going to see Cad Bane? You think we're going to see Cad Bane?" <laughs> she's been saying it for the last two or three episodes, and I'm like, I think that they may drop him in the end, like a like a post credit thing. Oh no! No, they no. dropped him. That they're like, oh yeah, by the way. He's he there. The, the rumor mill for Cad Bane is insane right now. Mm -hmm. Like th there's a rumor out that there's a possibility. He may have been the one that killed his Tuscan clan. He may have already been here Ooh. setting all of this up so that he finally has his face off with Boba Fett mm -hmm. and he's able to potentially gun down a Fett so that he can say even being set. By the way, Cad Bane is 71 years old at this point. Wow! Even at the yeah, he is seventy one years old. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, in his species, that could be young. Yeah, mm -hmm. Grogu's in his fifties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, based on what we know of Duros, which is his species, they age like humans. No, oh, so, okay. okay. Um, so that so there's a really and, and if you really watch him in that episode, he moves. Even though he's still got the fast reaction, mm -hmm. when he goes to walk off, he's he's uh, hobbling a little bit. He, yeah, he's a little slower. But I will tell you, backing up a little bit. You guys all, did you catch who he was as soon as you saw the silhouette? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking the close up one, the far off one. Yeah. You could still make out the brim. Once you, you saw only, the hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are only a handful of characters in Star Wars that you could recognize them from that far off. Mm -hmm. Like Darth Vader. You can, re mm -hmm. you couldn't even recognize Luke from that far off. You could right. recognize mm -hmm. R2-D2 mm -hmm. from that far off, most likely. Yeah. But Cad Bane, I mean. The amount well, of stuff in Star Wars he's influenced, it's it's crazy. I mean, the Star Wars, the Old Republic video game, mm -hmm. there's an entire class that's dedicated to his look. Um, the smuggler uh, bounty hunter class. The bounty hunter class is based on his look. So, I mean, Cad Bane, a huge Clone Wars character, is now yeah. live action. Is the voice the same? 
I think the same guy. Yeah, absolutely same guy. The only thing that that was that was uh, notably missing from him was his toothpick. He doesn't have his toothpick. Which probably that might be something that they probably tried to do it, but like in like mm-hmm. with CG, it probably just didn't look good. I mean, the, the, the big questions that have come up about, about him, and I'm I'm fixated on Cad Bane because he's like the, the biggest revelation. There was obviously a billion other things in this episode that made it oh, amazing. Yeah. Cad Bane is the cherry on top at the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, being like, that this was a Dave Filoni directed episode too, oh, yeah. that yes. that's just it's and for him to come on at this point was just it's just fitting. Can we take a moment just to appreciate just how good Dave Filoni has gotten <laughs> at doing live action? Oh, now? he's fantastic. I was going to say the transformation from just, you know, the the type of animation that we, we've known him as in the past, just to yeah. see him on live screen like that was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Cad Bane, obviously, we went straight to the cherry on the top. But yeah. <laughs> what about all of the, I mean, we get to learn about um, the first post- Empire Jedi Academy mm-hmm. yep. in the making. Yep. We get to see Ahsoka again. Yep. Grogu, not just Grogu, Grogu, Grogu being retrained. Mm. Um, we get to see Luke in some of the best CG work I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Definitely a lot I mean, better. Yes. The amount of advancement that they've done since the last the last episode of season two of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you could still see some iffiness. I couldn't make it out. Yeah. I think yeah. I've I think a lot of it was it was a lot of it was not really close, super close shots. And also, I think lighting helped a lot, too. Like, you know, yeah. it was it was like not as much bright lighting. Like there was a few times he was outside, but mostly he was always kind of in a shadow mm-hmm. type thing. The only scene in there that looked like it was even remotely questionable was when um, Luke and Grogu were sitting down next to each other and the camera was behind them. And then Luke turns to look at Grogu. The the angle of his face was not a hundred percent right, and you could tell. Yeah, but it still yeah. wasn't like it took you out of the element. Mm-hmm. It was it was still convincing enough. It was just like Rogue One Tarkin effects a little bit, mm-hmm. where yeah. it just looked a little bit off enough to where we could notice that it's off. But everything else, mostly because of the actor who plays him as a stand-in for the CG modeling, um, just his mannerisms were just so on point. And when you know he was walking and talking with Grogu, and every three or four steps, he would pick Grogu up and then lift him and then that move was him so forward. Precious. Yes. Well, it, it was. It was still also fun. Out. It's so fun to see you know where you see Luke where he was being trained by what you know, Grogu and Yoda species, mm-hmm. which now it's turned around. The whole master has become the teacher type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was still running around with Grogu on his back, just yep. like he did with Yoda. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it was it was a good balance of something new, but a lot of building off that nostalgia feels. Yeah, yeah. and just how and, and Ahsoka, just how hands off. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. she's like, you know what, guys, I got my own series coming up. I ain't getting ent- <laughs> tangled up with all this Jedi Order stuff. I'm gonna go and fight Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay. <laughs> I just cannot. There is no words for to express just the amount of joy <laughs> that flooded me to see. To see my baby sitting there. That's my baby. No. I I can't have babies, so I have to indulge in Grogu's and mini puffs. So look, when she says there were no words, legitimately there were no words. It was squealing, slapping the couch, <laughs> giggling, I just, cooing. I cannot help myself. This is what this beautiful little puppet brings to my just the joy. It floods my soul. When this little baby oh, is on the screen. It's not a lie. They laid it on thick with this episode, too. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then falling down. And it oh. was like he was just a baby. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. 
Um, and the thing is, is you know, regardless <laughs> of what your opinion on on having children or anything is, you know, I'm 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 the only one on the uh, on the podcast here that doesn't have children. Even I go crazy over over Grogu. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it, it well, just it, it it taps into a particular emotion in all of us, and that's mm-hmm. why Grogu mm-hmm. is just such a adhering focus. Yeah. Well. Whether you have kids or not, you were a child once. You know what it's like to how big scary the world is, and you have somebody bigger oh, yeah. to help take care of mm-hmm. you. That you know that's what's related to. So now you know you get older, you you want to be that protector of someone smaller. Yeah, you want to see them. Yeah, yeah. and and then just the revelation of you know Din, uh, Ahsoka kind of guiding him along the, the the path of like, do you want to see him for him or do you want to see him mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, and then so, and then he decides to to leave, but then at the end, you know. Luke, and this is something I kind of wanted to get into. I talked about this in the pre-show a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Luke gives gives Grogu this ultimatum, which he says you could either use the armor, which was something that was crafted earlier in the episode uh, mm-hmm. of the spear, the the the, uh, the Beskar That's spear. Cool. They actually turned part of it into armor. And it, well, we we never saw the rest of the spear, so I'm yeah. assuming <laughs> they didn't turn the entire thing into armor mm-hmm. because that would have been a huge waste. But um, you know, I'm sure that there's some of it left, but anyway, so he says you can either become a Jedi or you can go and be a Mandalorian. So basically the Mandalorian represented the, the chain mail armor that he was presented mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out somehow gets a hold of one of Yoda's lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what? I, you know, Yoda would have made more than one of them. So it's not like um, the one that he was fighting Palpatine with would have been that lightsaber. But the fact that Luke was able to get one of yoda's lightsabers to for him mm-hmm. is just i mean you just have to sit there and just appreciate the fact that how incredibly epic that is the fact mm-hmm. that they were able to do that and kind of related to lightsabers and, and grogu breakdown since since you probably know this kevin when when luke helps to see grogu yeah when he helps to get, oh get that gosh. flashback to his mm-hmm. planet yeah what was going on there? Who was who was that? Who's lightsaber oh. and all that stuff? Are you talking about when uh, Order sixty six? Yeah, was that it? When yeah, he, when that, he did so that, that flashback was, to the planet, that was literally when yeah. Anakin marched up, mm-hmm. and that is actually the the troops that you see there fighting. That's the five hundred first, right? Yeah. That's Vader's fist. That's the five hundred first that are that are that are battling the Jedi, the Jedi scum, mm-hmm. bringing them bringing them to justice. You know, and mm-hmm. um, you know, battling them, and and we still don't know how Grogu got away. I mean, I'm assuming that some some Jedi grabbed him and took off running with him. Yeah. Um, but you know, all we see is the the uh, the the clone trooper point him out, and then you know, try to come at him. But the, you know, that's that's understood that that was Order sixty six mm-hmm. at the time when the the clones were fighting them, which is really strange because of the 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 clones that we saw march into the temple were very plainly. But they didn't have any adornments or any paint on their armor. It was very yeah, stock five hundred first, and they had yeah, they had blue and all kinds. Yeah, of Yeah, they had blue markings and stuff on the on the. So hands. these were like commandos. Mm-hmm. So whose lightsaber hit the ground at that point? Do we, we don't. Know? I, I don't yeah. know. I'm okay. sure that it's been identified, but I don't know who that Jedi was personally. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Grogu gets given a choice: either go, you know, take the armor, go with the Mandalorian, or stay here with me and become one of the greatest Jedi's of all time. Mm-hmm. So that. Whether it's clickbait or what, but there's been some articles that have been out there where folks have been like, well, you know, that's a, uh, Luke is observing very Sith-like traits because he just presented him with an absolute. And only Sith deal in absolutes. It's like the absolute thing here is you either 
become a Jedi or you become a Mandalorian mm-hmm. or you go and you, you join your adopted father your and your clan and you, you stay with him. And you kind of have to think back. Jedi also kind of dealt in absolutes, but it's like Bo actually pointed out to me before in our pre-show was it's, it's not so much absolutes. It's just rules. They, you know, Jedi had rules. They, you know, they forbade attachment. Mm-hmm. That was one of the big things that got Anakin was his attachment to Padme, his yeah. attachment to his mother. Right. And that's one of the reasons they they get Jedi so early. Like Obi-Wan and most of the Jedi that were in the order, they were they were acquired as children, as like little, little kids. So they grew up to be Jedi. They, mm-hmm. they never had the whole option mm-hmm. of having attachments, even though Obi-Wan did have um, a relationship in, in Clone Wars. Um <laughs> He did. He did uh, dabble in the attachment, but that that is actually pretty normal. And, and it seemed like it was something that Luke didn't want to do. He really didn't want to give him that choice because I kind of think he knows what what Grogu's going to choose. Yeah, and I think we know what Grogu's going to choose too. Because <laughs> do you know how empty season three is going to be without Grogu there? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty dang empty. And not just the not just that, but. When they rebuilt that N one Nabu Starfighter, did you guys notice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were like they just replaced the droid port mm-hmm. with this nice little Grogu style port. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a nice little seat there in the back. It's like, come on, they're they're just not gonna not have Grogu there. So I mean, we, we kind of know what's gonna happen. It may not be as as cut and dry and as him going deuces and then just takes well, the armor and just leaves. <laughs> well, this this made me think. It's something to think about. If, if Grogu does go with him. They're going to be, I'm sure it's going to be kind of like one of them kind of being the venture, maybe the best of both worlds where you, cause like Den's got to go, according to now, he, you know, he's kicked out. Mm-hmm. He's got to go bathe in the water of what is it, the underground lake or river of Mandalore. But they don't mm-hmm. exist. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe that's something, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're oh. what they are, but they're, I'm trying to think the word this correctly. They're, I guess, kind of a little best of both worlds. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Like yeah. Well, he he can no longer be part of the armorer's covern. There, there, he can't be in that covern anymore because they won't let them. Ooh. But he can now go and hang out as 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 besties slash adversaries with Bo-Katan and her people. Who, as mm-hmm. they said, that they force they they forsake the uh, the the ancient rites. Right. Just had a just had an idea. Maybe Grogu is going to be the one that helps him wield the the dark saber. Kind of teaches him the whole control type thing. Maybe they're going to help each other. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. Uh, Din seemed to be getting it toward the end of his, <laughs> of his training. Well, that's there. true. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had five minutes training. So, you know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> right? I mean, look, it was good for it was good for Luke. You know, he, he trained on the Millennium Falcon on the yeah. way to the Death Star, you know, so <laughs> apparently that's that's good. You know, like Jedi for dummies or lightsabers for dummies is <laughs> good for, <laughs> for the, it's it's volume two, Dark Sabers for Dummies now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- that that episode. I mean, I, I for anyone that's in socials with me, uh, especially particularly Facebook, that that was my comment was, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it, guys. We we we're going to look back on this mm-hmm. in ten years time. We're going to look back on this and realize that this right now we're in peak Star Wars. Yeah, this is yeah. the best it gets right now. This is, I mean, it's going to be good. We're going to see a lot of really good stuff come out of this but you remember what happened with marvel where it started getting oversaturated and we started getting way too many storylines way too many things going on that's coming for star wars i think i'm not necessarily gonna think it's a bad thing but i think the general public is going to get to the point where it's like 
man, this is a lot of Star Wars. There's a lot of things going on. And I, I really remember when it was super simple, back when we just had Grogu and Mandalorian mm-hmm. and, the, and then just a little bit of divergence with the Boba Fett stuff. This is why I'm saying like right now with them introducing Cad Bane, um, bringing back the Jedi Order, uh, you know, the Jedi Academy, the starts of that, Luke Skywalker. This is the peak. We're, yeah. we're in peak times. This is this is it. I, I tell you what it felt like to me in in making it through four episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, which it was it was slow and kind of dragging on. It, it's almost like that was a universal issue with fans, and it's like somewhere between in, in that week from episode four releasing to or, or chapter four to chapter five, it's <laughs> like. Somebody said, okay, we got to switch gears now. How quickly can we record and film <laughs> a new episode and flip it right back over to Mandalorian so people get interested again? Yeah, it kind of seemed that way. But, I mean, obviously, they had these all pre-done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, no one that's doing the episodes talks about it. But they all knew that it, that, ep- that episode, after episode four, things are going to shift back to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And And honestly, if you think about it, if you go back and you watch them, it makes sense that they did that. Yeah. Because they had, like I said earlier, they they had already pretty much told all of Mandalorian's, or all of Boba Fett's story, mm-hmm. and we're all we're pretty much. The, I actually talked about it a little bit in our last episode. How uh, they were like, well, you know, we were talking about episode four, and it was like, it kind of feels like we're in the present now. We've mm-hmm. caught up. We've we've talked about everything. So what's next? Maybe yeah. they're going to bring in something different. And bam! Now <laughs> we're just going to start talking about the Mandalorian again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so look, of course, this. This episode of, of of the podcast will release the morning of the final Book of Boba Fett episode. <laughs> Kevin, you got Ooh. any predictions? Well, I mean, we've heard predictions, predictions. but now, now that you've seen five and six and we've discussed it, what do you think's in the uh, the season finale? There will be one more character drop, and it's going to be a big one. And I don't know what it is. I I am still saying the same thing I said the last time we talked about this. I still think it's going to be Black Sun. It's going to be. We're going to see that the Pike Syndicate, those guys don't look like they have their stuff together very well. They look like they're just, a, <laughs> I mean, no, uh, maybe don't. it'll surprise me. Maybe it'll be that the Pike Syndicate, they just don't seem like, like arc villains. They don't seem like, like, like Jabba the Hutt. They mm-hmm. don't seem like they've got, we're going to find out who's in charge. And they're just, they're it, just the pawns in this, in this exactly. whole scheme. So yeah, yeah there's somebody, there's yeah, got to be somebody bigger than them control, you know, work in the. Puppet master working the strings, you know, behind. So, so there's there there are two the two possibilities in my opinion. We could see Kira from mm-hmm. Crimson Dawn, mm-hmm. which you know that would that would bring Solo anchored into the the uh, sequel era. That would be huge. And I mean, uh, you know, what's Emily doing right now? She's really, she's really not doing much. So you know, she could she she could probably hop in and uh, and and do a cameo. Then she's kind of the leader of Crimson Dawn at this point, we assume. Mm-hmm. The other one, I'm hoping, I really hope, even though I think they may save him for something else, like a phase two or something, would be Prince Shizor yeah. mm-hmm. of, of Black Sun. Because he, I feel like they're going to bring him into the mix because I feel like there's going to be a lot of involvement between Prince Shizor and um, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that those are going to be two big characters for Ahsoka. That yeah. said, they may not do it, but um, it would still be really cool. I, I kind of, I think Prince Shizor would be really cool to see, but at the same time, I really, really would like to see Kira back 
in in this. You know, she obviously she'll be older, you know, quite a bit older yeah. at this point. But just actually seeing Crimson Dawn still kicking it, you know, because I mean Darth, Darth Maul is long gone at this point. Um, so you know, obviously she I would think that she would have continued it on, um, being the the person in charge. So yeah, there's a lot of theories. Yeah. Um, but I think those are gonna be the character drops that we get. You mentioned Emily, I know you're I know you're talking about Amelia Clark, right? Yes. Yeah. God, that's Emily. Amelia. <laughs> well, it, it 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 triggered my memory of Emily Swallow, who plays the armor. What she posted yeah. on her Instagram yeah. the other day is uh. so Gro- Grogu's got chainmail armor, basically Beskar chainmail, and she posted up something on her Instagram talking about Grogu and, and the and the armor. The last picture, it was one of those, you know, you got to swipe to see the other photos. The very last picture had Grogu with sunglasses on, wearing <laughs> chainmail on his head and his body. And it said, holla if you hear me. It's like, <laughs> little, little Grogu Scott Steiner. <laughs> Big, l- little Papa Pump, I guess. <laughs> little Grogu Pump. <laughs> it was precious. Oh, I busted out laughing at that. Yeah. She's like, what? what's so funny? And I showed it to her and she lost it. That was great. To come from Emily Swallow, that was, that was good. Next episode, we will we'll definitely touch on, on the final episode of the book of boba fett hate that it's gonna go away uh what what's next in line for obi-wan should be coming up soon and, and yes. they aren't they saying may i think may? they were teasing may i think is the yeah they haven't officially announced it yet mm-hmm. but it, yeah it's gonna be mid-year when yeah. it comes out so um, at least for our viewing pleasures of new shows i guess picard season two is heading mm-hmm. in march yep and then in may as well is strange new worlds with the adventures of Captain Pike on the mm-hmm. Enterprise. Yes. Uh, also, sometime this month, Discovery kicks back up. we got to find out the exact date. Mm-hmm. It might, it, it probably will be before the next episode. And not that any of y'all are involved in it, but Walking Dead's going to start back up. And the gradual parts of the series coming to an end, that's about to fire back up for me on February 20th. So I'm just thinking of all the stuff that's coming up on the horizon there. Walking Dead's one series that I kind of fell out of, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm super glad to know that it it's still going. That's that's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. You sound like everybody else that's, act, that's actually surprised it's still on the air. <laughs> well, I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that it like you know obviously Walking Dead, at, you know, starting in season one, it, the popularity of it was like sky high. It was like yeah. up there with you know with Mandalorian with popularity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know that they never all stay on the top. It's, I'm sure it'll be the same for the Mandalorian at some point. Yeah. And, and now that, you know, it got past the whole Negan era and everything. And, and now it's kind of, it's kind of found its, its wings and it's, it's, it's comfort level so far as yeah. uh, its viewership and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, what else is AMC doing? Right. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, but they keep they keep spinning off some more series, and I I don't get into any of the spinoff series. I've stayed with The Walking Dead. Proper. But there's actually another series that's going to be in development. Believe it or not, but um, I just stick to the OG, and I'm riding this thing to the end. And uh, pretty soon, I saw that uh, they're going to be actually taking the walls down that are currently in Sonoy around the neighborhood. They've used for the Alexandria safe zone. Um, as production starts wrapping up, they're going to start tearing the walls down. And those are actual houses. They're not just facades that were built. And that's kind of one of the things that, uh, 
you know, the Walking Dead production there has done for that town is to help build it up. And uh, they're going to be, these houses are going to be for sale. They're going to take the walls down. So all the stuff that, you know, we, when we would go and look, you know, we're, we're going to be able to actually finally see once the walls come down. God. And Could I you imagine the realtors there? Yeah. Could you imagine that? I can't imagine what these houses are going to sell for, but. Yeah. yeah. But, you the know. Nerd- Screen-used houses? Uh, yeah. As I say, the nerd flakes are screen-used houses, yeah. <laughs> but there's also that, you know, that's like, well, now, you know, people, that I wonder what they're going to do about this situation now that you can finally kind of come into this because, you know, before you had the whole town, you know, that you could kind of go and walk through that were, you know, they've got the business, all the stuff that's there. But now that this piece of Walking Dead is about to come away, can you imagine that? I don't know if I'd want to. I don't know if I want to live in hey, that neighborhood. Hey, just I, imagine the trick or treat in that neighborhood. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, yeah. So hey, look, hey, I'm calling it right now. I think that uh, probably with the way things real estate's going, a major corporation will come in and buy most of those houses and turn them into like um, Airbnbs. Yeah. They'd Could be crazy. Well. Be crazy not Could to. Well. So are but, they going to keep the windmill up? No, all that's coming down. The windmill's oh. coming down. Um. I mean, they're going to basically, you know, restore it to a, you know, a normal development, development neighborhood, yeah. things like that. But wait, wait, wait! No more zombies? No, no more zombies. They're, they're 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 packing them up and moving them out. And- you know what always amazed me about Walking Dead? This is post-apocalyptic land, but yet they they all they all managed to cut the grass. <laughs> Did you notice that? Well, the lawns were always cut. Well, you know, there's always- there signs in the town. You know, when they start. You know, talking about you know all the stuff, the the grass being grown up. You know, there's the signs that about all the production going on in the area mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, you know, I've I've been out to that area quite a number of times mm-hmm. and uh, walker doing the walker stalker as I like to call it, not the convention, but stalking the 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 locations. I never went on those tours because I had a website that I could pull up if I wanted to know. Where something was, I would just go directly to it. And uh, I, I always loved my little Walking Dead adventures. And Brock has been a part of those with me from time to time. And Hey, any chance we get to go to Nick and Norman's oh, and eat? Nick and Norman's. I'm, I'm there. <sighs> 100% there. That's a it's, wonderful oh, restaurant. Oh, it's so good. My happy place in Sonoy. Mm-hmm. That's and a good place to eat. It blew. It, Brock's mind was kind of like blown when we were the first time he went over there. And he was like, wait a minute. He's like, there's, there's Alexandria over here. And here's Woodbury over here. And, you know, wow, this is like he's, he really did not realize this is slap dead in the middle of this town. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's always been fun to go over there and, and do those things and see the sights and be a part of that. So but uh, that's I guess that's that's it for me. I, I'm sure I could find another tangent to go on to. But we've uh, <laughs> we've had a lot tonight. It's we, been wonderful. Yeah. This is, but this has been a pretty, pretty full episode for us, I think. Extra yep. helpings. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, nice. Oh, make a note of that name. Extra helpings. Oh, would you like a refill on your tea, sir? Extra helpings. Future plans. You know where I'm going with this. Got to, got to name some stuff. Yep. <laughs> so, well, we have thoroughly enjoyed just shooting the breeze tonight on on. Golly, things I did not even think would come up, <laughs> and that's the way we like it. That's Love that's it. how we hang in the South. We just we just talk, you know. How's your mom and them? 
This is just us doing a long Southern goodbye. Well, uh, enjoy episode seven of the Book of Boba Fett. We will be very late in reviewing it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because we love talking about it. So uh, I, I guess between now and the next episode, you guys got any big plans? I know Valentine's Day with the significant others and Camicon yeah. and... Which I don't think any of us are going to Camicon this year. Mm, doesn't look like I, it. Nope. I hate it. It's like I said, it's just work work mm-hmm. scheduled. Yeah, we we were going to go, and then my kids' extracurricular activities kind of turned our entire month of February on its end. So we're not going to be able to go this time. We, which I hate because the voice actress, one of the voice actors for this, the Mini Puffs, is going to be there. Yeah, and uh, Sammy Guevara was going to be there, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Darby Allen was, but they he's canceled that appearance. Uh, AEW has got plans for him elsewhere, so that uh, conflict on that schedule. But yeah, they replaced him with Ty Conti. Ty Conti. So, but yeah, it's a uh, it's not looking like it's a Camicon visit for us yeah. this time around. Hate to miss out on the first big con so. of the of the year, but there'll be more. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot more to look forward to this year, and hopefully everybody's schedule works out. Yeah. We can all be there. And all right. I guess we're going to wrap it up and yeah. get on out of here. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm I'm still stuck on JavasOnly.com. <laughs> so, don't know. We got There you go, Kev. Look, there you go. We're never going to be able to end this podcast now. This That's, <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to well, sleep you know, happy. You have that. now, um, uh, you, you have to do a commercial for us so that we can put it in a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, see what I, I can see what we have to come up with there. Oh, that's good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That was definitely the winner tonight. Th- there's sure. no better note to end it on. So, <laughs> And you did that right before we talked about episode six. So it was like, all right, now, now it's just, we're on the downhill now. Um, <laughs> we, we had to coast to the finish but it was a happy coast there we go. There we go. so guys thanks so much for being with us we really appreciate the support make sure you again hit up Bama Geeks on social media our addresses are private but our socials are public <laughs> um, at Bama Geeks on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook Bama Geeks Front Porch please We'd love to have you in there and chit-chatting. We've had so much fun, especially this past week. We're all sharing photos and and having a fun time Mm -hmm. and talking about a lot of great things. So Bama Geeks Front Porch, we'd love to have you in there. Come join us on Facebook. And uh, if you want to shoot us an email, say hi, bamageeks at gmail.com. And like we said, we got plans coming up. So hopefully by episode 25, we're going to be rolling video on these things and uh, Mm -hmm. give give you YouTube listeners – and if you if you haven't been visiting our channel on YouTube, this will give you a reason to go, hopefully, and see all our beautiful faces late Yay. on a Sunday night, tired, weary, old. It's great. <laughs> so anyway, I'm speaking for myself. I speak for no other person on this podcast. So, But thanks so much for joining us. Hit us up on social media. Talk to us. And we'll catch you next episode. Bye. See y'all later. See you later. later.